Hey there, welcome back to my podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. And it may not be just 15 minutes. I'll try my best to fit this episode into 15 minutes. I've, um, you know, some of you guys have been asking me to do this episode, um, for a very long time and um I've really not felt capable or right doing it and think that it was my calling or that it was my place it's it's not something that I am an expert in and I don't even know you know if I believe in this and you know I feel like the universe is kind of nudging me into doing this because I keep coming across different people talking about their relationships, their breakups, their new relationships, how difficult relationships have been, how they've been the heartbreaker, how they've had their heart broken. They don't understand why certain things happen to them. Some people are struggling so much and reaching out to me. And I actually got people reaching out to me directly uh, about doing an episode on the different kinds of spiritual relationships. Um, So, you know, I've avoided it in part because I don't really know if I completely believe in this and uh, at the same time my experiences have shown me that perhaps there is something to these theories and you know what isn't isn't real is not exactly something that any of us can prove at least not beyond a reasonable doubt standard um, but uh, for those for those of us who, who choose to believe in these theories I feel like life can become more manageable and our feelings and our unions and our separations and our heartaches and our heartbreaks, they can become more understandable and even tolerable. So at the very least, this makes us feel better. And I guess this is a high vibe topic for that reason. So I should discuss it after all. So here we go. In our lifetime, you may come across three different types of relationships, also known as soul contracts. And these could be karmic relationships, a twin flame relationship, and a soulmate relationship. And you may have several soulmates throughout your life, and some of these may be platonic like your best friends. But before I go on, I just want to emphasize that it's important to avoid obsessing over these topics, and we should never put anyone on a pedestal or create unreasonable expectations, you know, that no one could ever live up to. I don't want any of you as a result of this episode to go out there chasing celebrities who you think may be your soulmate or your twin flame or anything like that. I don't want you to become a stalker or a nuisance in anybody's life. Okay. Just, you know, if if there's a stranger, most likely you have no relationship with this person. (laughs) So, um, remember that, um, that what's meant for you cannot be forced and will always find you, okay? If it's forced, then it's not right. Okay, so the most common relationship in our lives is the karmic relationship. And um, for most of us, it's the first relationship that we will have. And uh, some of us may have several of them. And it's normally a very toxic relationship. And it is usually one that hurts you the most. And then you have the least common relationship, which is the twin flame relationship. And it is said that not everyone has one, and those that do only have one twin flame. And this is a person who mirrors your soul, 
and your astrology, not in the sense of having the exact same birthday or anything, but in a few other ways. So you have a lot in common, including some similar life journeys and some similar paths and similar personal struggles and personality traits. But there's some things you're basically opposite in. And there's usually a runner and a chaser in this relationship. And the point of these relationships is actually to raise the collective consciousness, which sounds so fancy and so self-absorbed. Anyway, (laughs) that you don't always end up together because usually you end up marrying your soulmate. Now, your soulmate is the relationship that strengthens your weaknesses. It's the person who will be there to grow with you over time. And listen, I know that this is too woo-woo for some of you listening. And um, if that's the case, thanks for tuning in. And I'm sorry that today's episode is not for you. But, um, and I I can see you next Wednesday. But if this is in any way very interesting to you, then continue on listening because I'm about to describe these relationships or soul contracts in greater detail. Uh, Before I do that, let me first explain, I guess, what a soul contract is, because I have a feeling that some of you are probably wondering what I mean by that. And if you have never heard of it before, then I need to explain that, right? And again, I am definitely a very spiritual person, but I'm also someone who struggles with figuring out what exactly I believe in. So I am not sure whether I believe in things like reincarnation and past lives or even soul contracts. Um, but, uh, but as I said before, you know, this theory is actually soothing to the mind. Because um, whenever you start to wondering why bad things happen to good people, you will see that it's good to believe in a soul contract. So a soul contract is an agreement that you enter into pre-birth. And before this contract is created, your spirit guides empower you to decide which life lesson scenarios are going to enable your soul to evolve. And your soul contract doesn't only involve the relationships in your life, it also includes your life experiences, events and circumstances. So in other words, if you believe in soul contracts, then that would mean that you have chosen each and every experience in your life to help you learn and grow. Like, you know, your name and your date of birth, which family you're born into and where, the people in your soul family, which are the souls that you're more energetically connected to anyway, um, the lessons and the blessings that you'll receive, whether you want to split your soul into two people in order to experience more and help more souls and therefore ascend faster, which would be the case of Twin Flames, and even the cause and the date of your death, which by the way, doesn't have to be always that because you have exit points, but that's too difficult to get into right now. Now, it's important that you know that even under this theory of the soul contract, you still have free will. The one thing that's not predetermined is your free will and choice. And this means that you you decide how you want your life to unfold once you get here. And even though these decisions are seen as your fate, one thing that you cannot change is your destiny because your destiny is essentially to experience the unconditional love of the universe, which uh, and it can only be, you can, it can take like many, many lifetimes and many dimensions in order to fully return to oneness. And it's, it's the whole notion, you know, that we are part of a larger conscious, uh, conscience, consciousness, and that we're all rising to that together. You know, you're going back to your oneness, to your one energy source, and that our lives and our experiences help that non-physical being experience physical feelings 
through us while the lessons that we experience here bring us closer to this being energetically. Also, you are not alone. Your spirit guides are always available to help you, and they do. One way that they do that is by letting you know that you're on the right path, which sometimes can be confusing, right? When you might not know which decision to take and if the decision you made is the right one, but they will communicate that through, through synchronicities. So you will observe synchronicity or these strange coincidences occurring to guide you effortlessly from one opportunity to the next. And another reliable clue from spirit is that you're, you know, um, you know that, that you're following your highest path is when you encounter the right people at the right time. And these people have been placed in your path to deliver information and guidance and assistance when you are in doubt or when you're wanting to learn something. And you can break your soul contract too, by the way. When you feel that your agreements um, are no longer serving your growth or that you know they actually stand in your way, it's possible to free yourself from these contracts. And for some people, this will truly allow them to blossom on their spiritual journey and actually help them um, become you know, better servants of, you know, to the planet by raising the overall consciousness. And sometimes you learn faster than you thought that you would when you originally entered into that soul contract and therefore the need for the break arises. Um, and it's not overly complicated to break from this contract, but I don't have time today to speak about that topic because I already know we're going to be going over time. And um, I just want you to know that you aren't doomed if you believe in this. And it's possible, uh, just like with any other contract that we enter into here on earth, to break it if it doesn't, you know, if it no longer serves its purpose. Now, so let's go back to the, the different types of relationships and how you can tell them apart and why we have them in the first place and so on and so forth. We are attracted to a karmic relationship because our soul instinctively knows that we have something to work out with this other person or this other soul. And our first few relationships are usually karmic in nature to help us along on our love journey. And they will often be filled with fighting and arguing and name calling any relationship that is mentally or physically abusive is most likely karmic. And although some deeply damaged twin flame uh, relationships can get caught up in this type of behavior too, most likely they don't. Um, in the karmic relationship, we are always struggling to make ourselves and our partner happy, but it never happens. We are always fighting about the same things and we keep coming back to the same block over and over until one day we wake up and we figure out that that lesson, um, you know, or that the lesson in, in all of this madness is whatever the lesson is. And once we figure out the lesson, then we're able to move on. And it's also how we are able to recognize the value of other relationships that we will encounter later because everything is relative, right? The good only exists with the bad and so, so on. So and it is said that we are attracted to these partners through our lower three chakras and that the attraction is physical and sexual from the beginning. And a lot of these relationships, unfortunately, quickly escalate to pregnancy and to fast marriages. Doesn't mean that that's always the case for pregnancy and fast marriages. And it also doesn't mean that it always will be that way. But especially in, you know, in the past, you know, uh, this used to result in years of being tied together without any love or freedom for, for either partner. And this also results in many people putting off their life and their soul um, journey on hold until 
their child grows up. And most divorces are from karmic relationships. If you feel that you are in a karmic relationship, then you should ask yourself, what do I need to learn from this? And figure out the lesson and learn it and move on. There are loving relationships out there waiting for you once you have learned your karmic relationship lesson. And if your karmic relationship ends and you don't learn the lesson, you will most likely end up in another karmic relationship with the exact same problems until you do. Life, and especially our love lives, are a series of learning experiences to move us along the spiritual path of ascension. And you are in charge of how long this will take. You don't have to keep failing at, in these life lessons with a little time to connect to spirit, you know, with your spirituality and making an effort into studying and surrendering to your highest good and listening to your spirit guides, then maybe you can skip ahead um, on your spiritual path and probably you can do that very easily. Uh, Okay, so the twin flame relationships. Um, Twin flames come into our lives to guide us to heaven, you know, which, which is ascension. And they are even called the glimpse of heaven in the beginning. Um, and in this day and age where, you know, where being spiritual is actually very taboo and people are disconnected to spirit, um, most of the time, only one partner feels the intensity of the relationship, especially in the beginning. And then when the other one figures it out, they most likely get terrified and they run. And that's because twin flame relationships are very intense and overwhelming. It's always scary for our souls to see themselves, you know, to see itself our soul to see itself in the mirror for the first time since coming into the plane of existence that we're in, in this physical world. And it's the only time that our soul is split into two people. So that's crazy for the soul itself. Just as this thought is crazy for me to be saying out loud. The intensity of the twin flame relationship brings up what they perceive as flaws in their character You know, remember, these are not two souls. This is the same soul split into two people, right? So when they're together, those two parts of that soul become one. And that causes a a sort of self-reflection of the soul, but through two different people. And in that, um, you know, these flaws come up. And um, these flaws are usually caused by past life trauma or abusive parents and karma that they have been subjected to from not only the past life, but also this life. And it can be overwhelming for them. And it makes it difficult for them to see how this relationship could play out into something wonderful. And they may feel that they don't have enough to give to the relationship. Uh, They might not even feel like they have any feelings for each other at all but at the same time there is a connection there and they can't explain what that is and most times instead of self-love they have a great deal of self-criticism that may be caused by a traumatic or difficult experience or an overcritical and overcontrolling parent and they may also have lots of drama or indecision in their lives um, so giving them time and space to work out you know this issue for themselves you know if, the, if half of your soul is struggling through something major it shouldn't be reuniting with the other half, you know. Um, so while the karmic and the soulmate relationships are easy to figure out, the twin flame relationship can give us doubts many times. And um, the way that you know that you have a twin flame and you recognize who that person is, is usually because, well, number one, there's an instant connection. And because when they first meet or see each other, twin flames 
may realize that they are radiating energy on the same frequency, which causes not only a powerful physical attraction, but a feeling of oneness. Um, it's like a homecoming. And it it's my understanding that the kundalini energies that's stored at the base of the spine may be released when that connection is made. And this awakening energy may cause twin flames to see themselves in a new light, individually, like those two people. They see themselves in a new light and they begin to become more aware of their faults and of their flaws. And the meeting, basically, it creates insecurity. (laughs) That's another way to say that, just so you know. Um, And the meeting happens during usually during a major life-changing moment for one or for both twins. And normally it happens early in life when they're, they aren't really necessarily of age to do anything about anything that they feel for each other. And while the physical connection isn't based purely on sexual attraction, if sexual contact occurs, the primal nature of that connection will be instinctual, because the two souls communicate with their bodies. And there are numerous sources online and everywhere else that describe twin flame sex as an almost outer body experience. Um, Supposedly, it's passionate and hot and sensual and incredibly fulfilling. And also, twin flames um, develop telepathic communication And they understand without words how the other's feeling, thinking, and experiencing things. And your experience um, or their experiences or twin twin flames will experience emotions together. Um, And they can tell when they are thinking about each other and simultaneously reach out or make some sort of contact at the exact or soon after, you know, the exact, exact time or soon after one thinks of the other when they are apart and The telepathic abilities also mean that you and your twin flame may not speak much with words, but rather with feelings. And it's possible that your twin flame does not even immediately speak your language when you first meet them. In other words, your twin flame may be somebody from another country. And it is extremely likely that only one of the two twins will be awakened, um, like an awakened soul, or that one will awaken long before the other. So while the awakened twin may notice that they are communicating telepathically and that there is something there and that the other one may simply call certain things coincidences. And since a lot of it, um, I mean, since a lot, if not most of their life is spent apart because they, they always run away from each other. One of them will always run, if not both at some point will flip flop and become the runner and chaser position, usually flip flops. Um, So since a lot of their time, in this life is spent apart, twin flames go a long period of time without seeing or speaking with each other at all. And then they reappear in each other's lives at a moment of big decisions or personal struggles or crossroads. So that's, you know, those are the the four ways that you could actually identify if if it is a twin flame. There's, there's many other ways. I've just, you know, kind of highlighted some of the most important And then you have the soulmate relationships, which are the most compatible type of relationship and will give you the most overall companionship and romance and feeling of safety, especially in the beginning, because um, as a twin flame relationship can be so much more of a difficult path and a 
and fraught with separation and heartache in the early stages, usually the soulmates will make you feel good about life and about yourself. And they'll come in right after you disconnect from your twin flame. And they will support your endeavors and propel you forward. And they comfort you in times of need. They bring out the very best version of you. And they show you immense love. Soulmate relationships are healthy and they're effortless. And the thing is, if, if you do have a twin flame incarnated here on earth, then your soulmate relationship may not last forever because they, they as, as beautiful as a soulmate relationship may be, they will never really give you that same sense of wholeness and completeness that being in the arms of your twin flame can since your twin flame is literally you because it is the other half of your soul. But there, there's an incredible sense of comfort and ease and happiness in being around your soulmate because it feels so safe and so many people choose to never leave that relationship and it makes perfect sense. Um, but you don't have to necessarily leave your soulmate relationship to reconnect with your twin flame, you know. And we can have many soulmates. Uh, and some theories say that at most times here, we have close to 100 soulmates in close proximity to us. They can be easy to find if we go about life the right way. Like if we are living life from a place of love and kindness, these relationships are so compatible that they immediately attract like a magnet. And usually you will somehow um, lose touch with your twin flame because you need to take a break from your spiritual path for a while. And that is when you will meet your soulmate. And many times you decide, and again, this is if you have a twin flame at all. Um, Many times you decide to spend your whole life with a soulmate relationship, but just be aware that if all of the stuff is true, then you will still have to do the same lessons to learn that um, you know, certain things. So you're just postponing these lessons. Um, if you're not at least reuniting at some point with your twin flame, this doesn't mean that you have to marry them. It doesn't mean you have to have any sort of romantic relationship with them necessarily, but it is a part of your ascendance. Um, if all, if all this is true. So you will always wonder the what ifs, um, and feel like your life is missing something. If you don't, if you completely disconnect from, if you have a twin flame and you completely disconnect with them forever, there will feel, there'll be a feeling of something missing. And the lessons that you usually miss out when you do have a twin flame and you never unite with them is uh, the lessons of unconditional love and self-love. So if you at times are feeling or like you're facing some difficult times mentally, or if you ever feel like you don't know what you want out of life, or if you're living life the right way, or you worry that you're wasting time, or even, you know, even when everything's going well, you just don't know what's missing, but something is, or you can't get over imposter syndrome, no matter how hard you try, then what you may be missing is that reconnection with that other half of your soul, which could be a confidant to you. It could be, you know, your ride or die in many ways. Um, so, so that's that on that. I mean, Basically, this is only meant to make you guys feel good if you are facing a karmic relationship or if you haven't found the right person, the right person might be coming your way. Or if you're battling other situations in your life, just know that it might be related to your uh, the existence of a twin flame that you may not recognize that it, that it exists or it may be something else. But like I said from the beginning, in life, things are either a blessing or a lesson and if soul contracts are true, you knew about this before you got here, you chose this and you can break it 
by doing certain things, which we can explore at a different time. Um, and I have gone over our time, so I don't want to keep you guys any longer. And I also feel that this episode is be- would probably be best done in an interview format. So maybe I'll revisit this at some point because I personally feel so strange talking about this topic, given that I don't know too much about it. And I, you know, like I said, I'm not sure um, if I believe in any of this. <laughs> I do and I don't. You know, it's, very, it's, it's a hard thing to, to grasp. So I'll leave it at this. And, um, and if you guys want me to get deeper into this, uh, with you directly, then you can contact me directly. You can email me at hello at highvibeadvocate.com or you can message me on Instagram. You just follow on me on Instagram at highvibeadvocate and you can message me through there. I think I'm also on Facebook and so just, you have ways to, to reach out to me. And that is all we have for today. Thank you for being with me and for listening to me and for being a part of my journey. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate, looking forward to your outreach at highvibeadvocate.com and your follow on Instagram at highvibeadvocate. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.